What's going on, everybody? In this podcast episode, this is number two, episode two. We are speaking with Derek Donnelly. He has a crazy story. It's actually a pretty long podcast. It's uh, roughly two hours. And uh, I, I would say about maybe 30, 30 so minutes in, we get into his story. And I know a lot of people were curious about his story, especially after he posted it on Facebook. So if you want to learn more, uh, listen in. It's a long podcast, but I, I can tell you it's very interesting. And um, he has a lot of things that he really wants to share and get out there. And it's it's uh, it was a privilege to listen to him. And uh, he is writing a book. So keep an eye out for that. And uh, also, I'd like to make an announcement. So anyone that is involved in the podcast, I am actually going to be sending a, um, a koozie to you. I made these little custom koozies for people that uh, participate. I'm not trying to solicit people to come on, but if you want a cool little koozie, you know, definitely th- – you know, definitely send me a little message, send me an email, uh, go on the website. There is a part of the website where you can contact me and, uh, we'll get this rolling. We have a few more, uh, interviews coming up and, uh, I'm excited about it, guys. This is really cool. I'm, I'm happy. Everyone that's, uh, come reached out to me and, and wants to be involved in this. So I got to thank you for that. And without further ado, here is the interview with Derek Donnelly. Welcome to Back in 08 Grad Podcast, where we rewind the clock and dive deep into the unforgettable moments of Neshaminy High School in 2008. Tune in, buckle up, and let's rewind the clock together. What is going on, 2008 Neshaminy High School graduates? This is take two. Because I didn't hit the record button, but uh, we are here with Derek Donnelly. Say what's up, Derek. Hey guys, what's up? <laughs> Super fun. Second time. Yeah. <laughs> Man, oh, you guys, I'm telling you, you guys missed a good interview. <laughs> but uh, I think we were saying so. Derek and I went to uh, middle school and high school together, and I was saying some of my fondest memories of Derek back in Maple Point was. When we did field day, which we've established is called field day now, since <laughs> this is the second time talking. Um, so I remember just we had to do karaoke, and Derek, Derek was in my group, and we were doing karaoke, and he did bye bye bye. Well, we all did bye bye bye, but Derek like put his heart and soul into this thing, and it's like the sole reason why we won. <laughs> the the karaoke portion of it right <laughs> which is no lie and then we had to do an encore and i was like i don't know <laughs> i don't even I, like i said before i don't remember what the encore song was oh yeah i don't remember either i can't i think it was just like the day was ending and we were like all right we're done with field day yeah i remember it kind of being like the, at the latter part of the day yeah, yeah. yes because i was like all right can we go home now right because yeah. <laughs> i don't well i think because there is a winner to that they yeah. do choose a winner. So I think they announced it while we were doing the encore. And then I was like, all right, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> let's get out of here. Yeah. And then uh, in high school, we took I, – I, so I'm trying to remember. I You said in middle school we had s- social studies together. We yeah. had – And we had so, – I'm thinking back. I remember – because you're in a picture that I have from like – I was just going to bring that up. Yeah. So it's you and Jane, this girl, well, I don't, I know we're not supposed to really use names, but it's you and this other girl and. Well, if it's not negative, you could say it. Um, Yeah. But uh, it was in Mr. Mac's social studies class. 
Dude, how do you remember these names? Mr. Matt. Yeah. That's right. And he was cool. He was so cool. And this is like the coolest thing too. So do you remember where that classroom is located at all? Yes. So yep. The windows looked out to this courtyard. Yeah, right? I remember that. So that courtyard, I used to play in that courtyard when I was like four and five years old. So when I what? was a little kid, I went to Neshaminy High School preschool. Like, you know how they have the child development program? No, I didn't even know that. So, yeah. So when I, in 1994 and 1995, I was at Neshaminy High School as a preschooler. <laughs> and no way. And the, the courtyard where our classroom faced, there used to be a red swing set. And we used to play there. And then there was like a computer room while we were there that used to be the child development room. And I remember walking in and being like, oh my gosh, this was the room. <laughs> it was so neat. Like it's, it was really neat to like, you know, be in social studies class and like look out and be like, yeah, I used to hang out and play in that. that <laughs> play on was the that swing set there still? Or no, they got rid of that? They, they got rid yeah. of it. Um, but like, okay. I was going to say, I don't remember any of that. Yeah. I do remember the windows. Yeah. And then the, the heater was right there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I know exactly what picture you're talking about because I forget I, – I I can't remember. I think I was tagged in it. So if I go yeah. back deep into my photos, I pop up and I'm like, geez. Yeah, the, yeah, because the girl behind me, she took a picture of me and then you were, you were behind me. Just like, creeping. You, no, you were just like hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> you were hanging out and then someone else was like standing up. But yeah, that was what, 2000 – that was 2006? Yeah, yeah that was – was so that had to that was high school yeah 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 for sure gotcha i'm trying to i remember one day we had a substitute teacher and oh man i can't remember her last name but it was jamie yeah jamie was in our class and her and i switched names for the substitute teacher <laughs> and she when when they called brian she was like it's pronounced brian oh and my I god was like yeah <laughs> this is terrible. and i was like he's not gonna believe this but yeah i think he did yeah i think it was that teacher mr koenig that's like the yeah. actor yeah i remember him he was like everyone substitute like in every class i don't get it yeah that's he's well-rounded yeah for sure oh let's jump into the questions definitely so <laughs> it's so funny deja vu <laughs> uh what kind of person were you in high school um i was pretty outgoing um, but then like I had friends who were even more outgoing than I was. <laughs> so like, <laughs> you know, like, uh, and then I had friends who were less outgoing than I was. So it was kind yeah. of like, I, you know, um, but I ran track and cross country in, in high school. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, that really like shaped me as a person, um, mm -hmm. and like how I accomplish things, how I, you know, you know, get through challenges. Um, you know, especially with cross country because you're running for so long and you're, yeah. you, you learn how to pace yourself. And like that really helped me in life, <laughs> learning how to pace myself through challenges. Um, and like the, I, I wish I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like the don't it's, give up mentality. Um, yeah. I feel like, so my, most of my, uh, high school and then even in a college, I was, I'm a super big procrastinator. Yeah. <laughs> And like, I still got stuff done and I was like, oh, I can, I can maintain this. But then as like, the more I did it, I was like, I really need to start like, like you said, like setting a pace and kind of just doing better. Yeah. And I, 
I still don't do that really, but no, it's all right. <laughs> Actually, this podcast is like the first thing I really jumped on because I was kind of like, everyone seems interested. I should do it right now. Yeah. No, th- there's no- nothing like the present, you know? <laughs> exactly. And then, so you were saying that you were pretty outgoing. You had people that were a little bit more outgoing and people, you know, sometimes a little less outgoing. You were like, you were like a good transition between like two different types of people. Yeah. It was like if people wanted to start getting more outgoing, they would just hang out with you. Yeah. And if people wanted to tone it down, they could hang out with you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But uh so who would you say you mostly hung out with if you're Um, I mean, I really hung out with like my neighborhood guys. Um okay. like I hung out with them and then I spent so much time doing track and cross country that uh, all right, of my right. time was with them. Um and that was So you did winter track and probably spring track yeah well sophomore year i did cross country winter track and spring and then junior year i did cross country and winter track and then i got a car so i needed to start working so i (laughs) I didn't do spring track and then Uh, senior year i loved cross cross country so i did cross country senior year Um, i'm trying to remember some of the people i know i know teddy yeah teddy teddy was a big one yeah teddy uh, Greg, Brett, Brett. Oh, right, yeah. right, Brett. I remember Brett. I see Brett every once in a while. I used to because he lived pretty much across the street from Kyle. Oh, yeah, that's right. In that in that neighborhood near Maple Point. Yeah, that's uh Brett. I can't remember. Man, I'm so bad with people's le- like I. I'm so better with faces than I am names. Oh, sure. Yeah. Like a lot of people are like starting to reach out for like the podcast and I look at their name and I'm like, I don't know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. And then I see their face and I'm like, Oh, I know who you yeah, are. Yeah, that, that rings a bell. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. It could be like some people change their last names too. Yeah. Absolutely. Man. What do you think people would remember you most for? Probably gym night. Cause I was captain senior year. Um, <laughs> that was so much Definitely. fun, but like, I I have to give a shout out to Jenna Dumkey. She, was incredible she created our whole dance she was so disciplined no way yeah and like i reached out to her a couple years ago so like she made a really big impact on me in high school like seeing how put together this girl was and Uh how she was just incredible at everything she did it was really inspiring um i did reach out to her i think maybe a couple years ago telling her that um (laughs) i might have been drinking but (laughs) Uh Uh, but she she was so put together and and organized and intelligent and like I worked with her on on you know during our gym night senior year and and um it had an impact on me. So, um, you know, shout out to her and, and well, here's news to you. Their whole family's like that. Yeah. (laughs) My, uh, my little sister played, uh, softball with, I believe her little sister. And then their dad was the coach. Oh, wow. And yeah. And, and just seemed like whenever I would go to watch my sister go to like practices, or I think I may have had a driver that I can't remember. It was like, he just had everything so organized in terms of like a practice. And yeah. I was just like, I don't practice like this at all. I just kind of run out on the field and do whatever. Yeah. But he had like a rhyme and reason for everything. Yeah. She, she, uh, she, yeah, she's definitely, I went, I actually went to elementary school with her. Oh, okay. And then I don't think did she, she didn't go to Maple point. I think she went to Sandberg. No, she went to Maple point. Did she really? Yeah, man. 
Oh, that's right. Cause that, you're talking about gym night. Yeah. Well, yeah. Gym, night, gym night in high school, but yes, gentlemen uh, went to Maple Point. Uh, man, I don't remember that. Oh, it's all right. It was like 20 years ago. Now. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, Maple Point. Oh, crazy. Yeah. Like now, I think the coolest thing about now, like that I'm like talking with people. Yeah. Like I'm just starting to think about more things. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that now. Yeah. That's probably why this is so fun, I feel like. Oh, for sure. Um, so shout out to Jenna. Yeah. <laughs> the the best. The best for I think she was also she was because she was president too. Yeah, she was in for, uh she was treasurer, I believe, for student council. Okay. Interesting. Or, or was she? I I forgot. <laughs> but yeah. So we got your fondest memory was gym night oh for sure it was just so much fun and like i love the creative aspect of it it was great to be competitive in a like fun and friendly way um yeah i remember was there more than one you were the captain you said right yeah so i so senior year there's like the color captain and then the captain and co-captain and i was captain with taylor and then mike and alicia were color captain okay jenna and kyle were co-captain and then that like so that was the makeup of of gym night and then i remember like the most nerve-wracking part of gym night was doing the um the tug of war with Uh, i i was up against tony to tony and um (laughs) you can say last name okay Okay. (laughs) yeah like we're only not doing names if they're like negative okay i got you you can say tedesco yeah I remember Tedesco. And I remember my friend Mike was like, dude, I don't care about anything else. You have to win the tug of war. And <laughs> and I won. I was so happy that I won. Because you're in front of all these people. There's so much energy. Yeah. Um, it was – I think I was I, – I couldn't eat. I remember I, for gym night, I could not <laughs> eat. I was so nervous. Um, oh, man. You're like, this whole night boils down to tug of war. Yeah, right. <laughs> Did you know going into it who you were going against? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh, okay. It was like blue team captain versus red team captain, and then like blue team color captain versus red team oh, color captain. Um, gotcha. Yeah. So you got yeah time to do research. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, does Tony laugh at funny faces, and then you you, you make him laugh while he's tugging? Tug <laughs> right. <of Warren. laughs> but uh, did you have any high school regrets? Um, I wish not, I mean, not really. I mean, I was pretty well balanced. Like I definitely, yeah. I, I feel like I partied enough. I feel like I was rebellious enough. I feel like <laughs> I had my shit together enough. Um, you know, uh, I, I, I was brave, you know, like, <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, you don't have to have regrets. Some people don't. I mean, some people, I, I didn't go to, I didn't go to our prom. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that was yeah. something that I was like, oh, I wish I would have went to our actual pro i'd still get a blanket yeah i don't know how <laughs> but <laughs> i didn't go to ours i forget i went to the year at the year i can't remember before or after ours i can't i'll have to go look at the blanket yeah i have no idea and i was like oh but it was at it was at the camden aquarium oh okay I know ours was at like a hotel or something in Philly. 
Yeah. So our I can't remember our senior prom was at the Princeton Hyatt. And okay, that's it. Yeah. It, it was in Princeton. Yeah, Princeton, New Jersey. Man, I was way way off. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was in Center City. No, it's all right. Uh, we had our junior prom was at uh, what was it? King's Caterers and yes, I went to that town. Yeah, that had the big chair. We yeah. walked in. Yeah, and then I remember that place. sophomore year um, was at the gym. Gym three. Man, how do you remember Gym Three? I didn't even. I can't even remember what we had. <laughs> I don't remember any of that. That's that's crazy. <laughs> you know what's funny too? I just got to bring it up because I, 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 for some reason, I think we had an English class together. We did. Mm-hmm. I just don't remember which one it was. I don't know if you were in. You weren't in Mrs. Medvekis's, were you? In eighth grade. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think you were in my class then. Yeah. Because we had to write something. And you wrote, like, everyone wrote, you know, to the best of their ability. And then you came out and you had, like, the most descriptive, crazy writing <laughs> where, like, you're, like, because you, you read books and then you're, like, who actually can write like this? And then you meet, like, Derek Donnelly and, uh. he, and he writes like this. And you're, like, dude, like, you're kind of taken back by it. So yeah. kudos to you for um, being able to, like, put your words down like that. Thank you. I appreciate that. I actually am yeah. working on a book. It's really great. Um, so it's kind of neat to like see, you know, back then kind of as a, you know, uh, where it started. Yeah. Where it all started for sure. Is it, is it like a, so is your book like a biography or is it? it yeah. So it's, it's gotcha. my, it's my side of the story of like what I'll talk about on a high level today. Um, yeah. Gotcha. But yeah. So like, it, it, it's it's crazy. Like the things that have happened to me and <laughs> the things I've had to do, it, it's, it's <laughs> mind blowing. It's it's really well, is blind mind blowing. Don't get too descriptive here, yeah. where no one's going to want to buy the book. Right? Exactly. <laughs> I got to get people interested. I mean, we might as well just start talking about because I think yeah. see. I think down, like I'm looking at these questions. I mean, the next one kind of is what was your journey once you graduated high school? So, I mean, that's probably a good place to start out. Sure. Yeah. So I graduated from high school, went to Bloomsburg for two years. That mm-hmm. was rough. Um, <laughs> I partied a lot and I went there to party. You know what I mean? So yeah. like, I went there to party. I had semi good times, but like, I will tell you this, and this is just my experience. I came out mm-hmm. in high school in 10th grade. Um, yes. And then everyone seemed okay with it. I didn't get I didn't get negative feedback really. Like my guy friends from my neighborhood, they were really supportive. You know, at first yeah. it was like a little bit of a shock or just like a little bit of a, a little bit of, uh, of discomfort, but they stood up for me. You know what I mean? Like they like Yeah. and people knew me for me. So I wasn't known as like the gay kid cuz like yeah. you know but when I was well, if someone has a problem with Derek, I mean, yeah, <laughs> they got to look inside for a second. Yeah, um, like I don't give people a reason to like not like me. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. I'm just genuinely myself. Um, but Bloomsburg, I felt like I took a step backwards. It was like the 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 the, pot, the kids that went there. Like I I I remember being made fun of. And really? I was like, what? We're in college. This is so weird to me. And like, I felt like I took a step backwards and 
It was really I have to say like, ew, what? <laughs> yeah. Like that's such a step. Like for people to be like that in college is like you're adults. Yeah. That's disgusting to be honest. Yeah. Like it bloom was just not my scene. Like I thought it would be, and it kind of was, but then it wasn't like, it wasn't all bad. Um, yeah. Like my grades plummeted. I joined a fraternity and then that was good, but then it was bad. And like, it, it just it's it, it was like d it was uh diminishing like the experience was a diminishing experience as, as yeah. time went on so i left bloomsburg went to bucks for a year and a half i really liked bucks bucks was really bucks is awesome it was so chill it, was it is so chill. i did two years of bucks and i'll tell you i don't think i've had as much fun i mean there was no parties unless you knew people outside of the yeah you know, the scene but i I thoroughly enjoyed Bucks, and I feel like I learned a lot more Bucks than I did kind of at my college. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Two, so you did a year and a half at Bucks. Yeah. So it was like I, I, it was 2010. So like I, it was 2010, 2011, uh-huh. and then I started Temple in 2012. Gotcha. Yeah, like spring semester of 2012, and then I ended up gra- I I sped through temple. I wanted to graduate as soon as possible. Um, yeah. So I, w- when I was at bloom, I was secondary ed English. And then um, at bucks, I did my core business classes. I switched over to business and, okay. um, and then at temple, I did business marketing as my major and, oh. and I graduated in August of 2013. So I was <laughs> at temple for a minute. Like I wasn't there yeah. for long. Um, but I thoroughly enjoyed Temple. I think like going to that school was more competitive academically and uh-huh. and I was more motivated to do really well. because um, business is a competitive field and like I Yeah, big time. Yeah, and I enjoyed that. Um and I did I did okay. Again, like, I did a lot better than I did at Bloomsburg. Um <laughs> and yeah, and then I grad I graduated. And were you in a better space, you would say, outside of like, you know, the people at Bloomsburg were, you know, a little bit more hostile? You think Temple was better? Temple was a lot more diverse, like 100%. And you had the city and you weren't just closed oh. off to a small town. Um, yeah, yeah. Like you at, at Temple, get, there's the opportunity to like hang out with people from other schools in in the region of Philadelphia. Yeah, sure. Like Drexel, I guess, and all that. Yeah. Like I hung out with a guy who went to Drexel. I, you know, would go downtown and go to, I was 21 at the time. So I was able to go to bars, bars and clubs. (laughs) And that was so much of a better scene than like, for me, at least than a frat party. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'll tell you what, I live 15 minutes from center city. Yeah. And we like, I, I moved here five years ago and I didn't really much go into the city, but now that like, uh, I guess like my wife and I are starting to like really see the city as like more of a place of being fun than it to like, I I guess when I was younger, I was like, the city was always kind of like a bad place. Don't go into the city. And now like we Uber to the city like every weekend and it just, you don't run out of stuff to do. Oh, for sure. Yeah. There's like new bars. She's like, Oh, let's, I'm like, where are you finding these bars at? (laughs) They're like in the wall. And you go there and you're like, this was the most fun. We do an emo night almost every weekend. Oh, sweet. That's awesome. It's so, it's literally like our 
like high school song, high school, middle school, like ba- like those bands, those emo, you know, punk bands. Yeah. And they just play those songs over and over all night. It's so much fun. Yeah. It's yeah. it's different. Yeah. But Philly was definitely I could see how like going to school and then being able to do all those things around Philly what made it just enjoyable. Oh yeah, it was awesome. It was it was so cool. Um and then I graduated and then I start I met like a core group of guys in like in the gay gay club scene and uh-huh. I hung out with them. They were amazing people. <laughs> just like it, it, they were such characters but like in the best way and like uh-huh. oh my gosh, it was it, each and every single one of them were just so um, unique and like wild in their own way. It was <laughs> awesome. Cause like now I'm done school. I get to go like, you know, uh, I'm new to the party scene or the club scene. And like, mm-hmm. it was, it was just a lot of fun. We just had a lot of fun. Like I felt like that was like where I had the most fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then like, did you also have, so did you get So after school, did you get into your career after school? Kind of. So like I, when I was when I was at Temple, I worked at the Center for Professional Development. Um, mm-hmm. So I was, um, you know, working as like a student student worker, what, whatever. Um, so I would speak to a lot of different recruiters. And when I graduated from college, my number one goal was to get to San Francisco. Um, I was uh, like, I gotta get to San Francisco. I'm just gonna find <laughs> a job that I can either transfer out to San Francisco or like make that part of the path. So yeah, yeah. Um, Target actually heavily recruited um, from Temple University, especially for like business students or like human resource really? oriented, you know, or, uh, or human resource, like. Uh, I'm trying to uh, think of the word here <laughs> for you too. <laughs> like, I'm like, what do oh I say? Majors. There we go. Gotcha. Um, so anyway, so I got a job with Target in Princeton, New Jersey, and I worked as a supervisor and then I was able to transfer out to San Francisco after actually less than a year. Um, wow. Yeah. So I started Target in Princeton. I was still finishing up school uh-huh. and it was like in the summer. So I started in May of 2013 and then I okay. transferred out to Target in San Francisco in April of 2014. So it was like Man. almost a year. Um, so I transferred out to Target in San Francisco. I got a place to live. And um, yeah, so, you know, I worked for Target and then Target wasn't really paying that much. I was making $15 an hour and my rent was a thousand a month. Plus I was paying oh, like $200 for, um, for transportation on the BART system they have out there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Man, so- how? Yeah, like so i've been out to california twice and oh it is expensive Mm -hmm. it's unreal i was out because kyle kyle went to school yeah in san jose out there yeah so his parents flew me down there to visit him after like a year i guess for like because you know he was gone from home for a while and that was san jose so that was north North Cal, North Cal. Yeah, yeah. So San Jose, south of San Francisco, really. Close. Okay. Yeah, Kyle did reach out to me when I was out there. We were we tried meeting up, but it it didn't happen. He's a busy guy. Yeah, 
He's crazy busy. Even that, like when we were out there, he, he had something planned every day and it, it was cool. And then I think I went out again with my wife's cousin who was doing like social media stuff. He had yeah. a company that um, was flying him out. He's like, oh, I can bring a plus one. I'm like, I don't have any money, dude. And he was like, he's like, they're paying for everything. I'm like, all right, I'll be out there. Yeah. <laughs> and and he was, we went down to like Anaheim. We were in, man, I guess lost LA. Yeah. That's around LA, I yeah. believe. Anaheim. Yeah. That's around LA. So I mean, I, I love California. Did did you love California? I did. I had a great time, um, but it was expensive. And I'll kind of let's kind of where my story begins. Um, All right, let's do it. Yeah. So back in 2015. <laughs> so like, obviously, when things are new to people, like to to me, like it, it's hard to explain. Um, but I've had you know, I think 2015 was what nine years ago. <laughs> so I'm terrible at math. It, so I believe. Yeah. You. It's, it's been some time. Um, so when I was out in San Francisco, I, um, you know, was living my best life, blah, 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 blah. And then <laughs> in around July or August of 2015, I started to, um, experience things that were really different. <laughs> um, and, you know, looking back today, it's like, Oh, well I, I was, starting to tap into what I found as a psychic ability or ESP. So interesting. Yeah. So it was, it was interesting. So like I'm 25 years old having these experiences and they really did freak me out. I thought, you know, what is this? Am I mentally ill? (laughs) Um, is it the drugs, you know, like what is going (laughs) on? And like, and so as I explain this story, um, bear with me when I, you know, as we get through like the first bit of it, it, it might seem confusing or it might seem, you know, unbelievable, but just bear with me. It all makes Absolutely. sense. It, it, deve- it develops, you know. And then <laughs> well, all- you're the best writer I know, <laughs> so I, 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 I'm going to stick around. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it all does develop and it does make sense if you bear with me and, uh, and you know, just keep an open mind. Um, gotcha. So I started to have these psychic experiences starting in San Francisco. Then I moved back um, to Philadelphia. Then I got a uh-huh. job. I kept having, you know, similar experiences here and there. Um, And then let's see, 2018, I moved down to Philadelphia. I left my Mm -hmm. parents home and a lot of strange things happened that summer. Um, So I'm having these psychic experiences. And then I'm like, I felt like I was being followed. Um. And I remember being at this, like, I was at a party and it was like during the day and I looked in the backyard and there was a guy dressed in uniform, like an, like a federal agent. And this is like 2018, super strange. And I'm like, what is going on? (laughs) I was like, is he going to bust the party? So I left. (laughs) I was like, I'm not going to stay there. There's a federal agent. Like that wasn't the first time that like that happened. I was at another house in South Philly and I went in the backyard and then there was another agent like on a, like by a telephone pole. And it was really strange. And then like there were experiences where I would be like upstairs and someone would leave. And then I would hear someone talking to someone that was at the party. 
right uh-huh. when they left. And it was just really strange, like, what is going on? Like, whatever. So um, I was living down in Philly. I was a realtor. <laughs> and I just... Oh, that's awesome. I, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was interesting. Like, I was, I, I was just kind of <laughs> lost. Um, yeah. And, um, yeah, so I moved... It just wasn't working out. Especially because, like, my psychic experiences started that summer to uh-huh. increase and I didn't know how to process them. I didn't know what it was, you know, at the yeah. time. Um, and, you know, so during that summer, I'm kind of lost. I, I, I was living somewhere and then I wasn't living somewhere. Then it was like couch surfing. I was like, <laughs> am I homeless? You know, like it was, just, <laughs> it was bad news. Like it was just a really yeah. rough summer. Um, but that summer I did meet um, the love of my life. And, um, and it was really interesting. Like I'll like, explain one of the psychic experiences. So I met my partner at a bar. I followed him into uh-huh. a bar. I thought he was cute. And then I bought him a drink. <laughs> then he went outside to smoke a cigarette and then introduced myself. I was like, Oh, I bought you the drink. He had no idea. I bought him a drink. <laughs> but uh-huh. um, we like talked for half an hour, just, you know, very natural and whatnot. And then I, uh-huh. I kissed him. And then I went to my friend Kristen's and then I like had this epiphany. I was like, I just met my future husband. And I remember like, like being <laughs> wasted and like running <laughs> back to the bar. Like, I'm, and I was like screaming it on Walnut street. <laughs> so, oh man. Yeah. I was like, I met my future husband. I have to go back. <laughs> and then I went back and he wasn't there. And then I was like, Oh God. Wow. And then I like found him on Facebook and then we started. What? Like, yeah. We like, I remembered his name. And then I was like, uh, who, okay. like, like, trying to, you know, find him on Facebook. And then I messaged him on Facebook and, and then we like talked briefly. Um, but then it kind of, that was about it. And then I got my life together after I moved back home. Like I got a great job. I got my credit back. I saved up money for an entire year. Um, but like the last hurrah to the summer of 2018, I went to this party like, oh, I went to this guy's house in Morrisville in 2018, Labor Day weekend. Okay. It was so strange what happened there. They, like, the the one guy left and left his phone. There was a lot of commotion around the apartment. Um, uh-huh. I I remember being in the family room. And then the guy in the bedroom, like, the guy's ha- like apartment, who it was, he was in yeah. the bedroom. And then I hear him fall to the ground. Oh, like someone pushed him to the ground. And then Hmm. the other guy, I'm like, what is going on here? And then the (laughs) the other guy that was there, um, he like went into the kitchen and then I heard this woman say, good job. Like this kid, like that was there started trying to like freak me out. And I was like staying calm. So I was like, this is just really strange. Like it was yeah. really strange. And then like we were watching the television and like what was coming out of the TV was not what like was supposed to be coming out. Just like really strange. Then I see someone I know in the parking lot. And I'm like, this was just all really strange. It was like, I'm not going to go into like detail of everything that happened that weekend, but it was horrifying. It was horrifying. Um, It scared the shit out of me. It scared, it scared the shit out of me. And it was so similar to like these other experiences that I was having, like 
down in Philly that summer. Uh-huh. And um, I got like completely sober. Like I was like, all right, I need to get sober to like figure this out. And yeah, you got to get like your brain, like just to be on the same wavelength yeah. and not have any interruptions. It, it was like, what is going on? Then I thought it was like a scared sober experiment. Like there were people, ah. I, that's what I thought it was. I mean, the, what it, what it really was, was the, what I'm going through, like what I went through down in Philly in 2019 and 20, uh-huh. like I became a target, um, by people in the CIA. Really? I was being targeted by people in the CIA and then it develops. And I'll explain how that, how it all transpired, but like, like, like you were like really a target. Yeah. Um, because they wanted to mess with me. I mean, it, like, it was like, why did they do this? It was because they saw me as a weak psychic. And I know it's kind of hard to believe, but it is the truth. Like I can't explain this story and the yeah, truth yeah. without talking about me being like having psychic. Yeah. Because theory. it's kind of out of context. Yeah. You're like, well, why would they pick you? You know right. what I mean? So like, why, why me? Because they saw me as a weak psychic and I'm ready for this book. Dude. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I got <laughs> like, it's like, like, I don't know. I'm on the edge of my seat. Just keep going. Sorry. I keep interrupting. No, it's okay. Um, so <laughs> So 2018, I got a great job. I moved back with my parents and then I saved up and I got an apartment in September of 2019 um, down in the neighborhood. And it was great. I had a like nice TV couch, all the, all the nice stuff. And, And then I started like, you know, partying again, but like, you know, not like I was in 2018, but just, you know, I, 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 yeah. did a year, I did a year sober, got my shit together and was like, all right, that was enough. Um, uh-huh. then November turns around, like then. So in September I'm in my apartment and things are strange. I'm living alone. And it reminded me of like the things that I was experiencing really reminded me of like what happened in Morrisville, what was going on before. And like, it, it was just really strange. And I felt like I was, wow. I felt like I was being watched and yeah. it was really strange. And, um, then like I, re- uh, reconnected with my partner now, um, in November of 2020. And he was the guy I met at the bar. Uh, okay. Gotcha, I was like, gotcha. Oh, my future husband. I'm not saying, he's, <laughs> I'm not going to say his name out of respect for the, his privacy. Uh, yes, absolutely. But, um, yeah. So, I reconnected with him in November of 2019. He moved in with me um, and things got even stranger. So I remember it was like he moved in right around the, like Thanksgiving time. And okay. then in December, we were hanging out and it was late at night. He asked me to go into the closet to look for the laundry card. So I'm in there and I'm like, this is really strange that he's asking me to do this. I look at, yeah. I look at the front door of my apartment and he's standing there and there's a woman who's probably in her late sixties. Okay. And I'm like, it's 4am. And <laughs> I was like, I wasn't supposed to see that. So like, I, I didn't say anything. And like, he would reference like, Oh, the woman with the white hair. blah blah, And I just, stayed silent because at yeah. the time I thought he was an undercover police officer because he was leaving every night. He was like, you know, like 
it, it, it was this really sketchy behavior and I was just so yeah. confused by it. And at the time I thought he, you know, was an undercover or something, or, you know, like yeah, yeah. that's what I put together and I was like, okay, whatever, you know, not whatever, but that's what's going on. Then yeah. I started to hear more, more of what was going on. So like I heard him being yelled at in the room next door. Oh. And he was like crying. There was this woman yelling at him. So not like the like the uh the apartment next door? Yeah, or? the apartment next door. Okay, gotcha. So really strange. Like and then like it, there was a lot of commotion. I don't want to go into like all the details. I'm trying to like keep it, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't I know we only have so much time too. Um Well, we have as much as you want to okay. <laughs> Yeah, I mean I don't really have a bedtime. I got I, I I get up early, but I go to bed probably like nine, nine thirty, so you're good. I already ate dinner. I'm good okay. to go. Awesome. <laughs> um but um yeah, so I would hear and I would hear other people talking, like I would overhear conversations and I'm like, this is really strange. Like what is going on here? And kind of like more time went on, more strange things happened. Um, in February of 2020, um, him and I were hanging out in our apartment and, and then I went like on the bed and I was laying down and I looked in the bathroom and there was an agent in our bathtub, a a federal agent in our bathtub. And he was like crouched down and I looked at him and I'm like, what the hell? And he said, you were a part of the greatest experiment in the world. And I'm like, oh, okay. So that's what they're doing. Some type of experiment. Like Brian, like I'm trying to like explain this and it's confusing because it is supposed to be confusing. They didn't, they don't want me to know what was really going on. And Uh at the time, like I didn't question much because I thought my partner was an undercover something. And yeah, yeah. And so he's part of this whole plan of something. Right. And so like, I didn't question it because I was like, I, I'm not going to like, if, if, if they need to tell me something, they'll tell me, you know, like I I was very cautious and patient with this whole situation. So like he goes in the bathroom and talks to him and like, um, and then he comes out and I was just like, okay, this is part of his, undercover or something. I don't know. And I'm <laughs> out of respect to the other victims of this situation, like what this situation is, um, you know, before I keep going, it's, it's, it's human trafficking. Oh, it is straight up human trafficking. Um, what these people did, they got a lot of people involved um, by blackmail um, and by death threats. Um so there were people that were close to me that they brought down to the chancellor and um, they would have them do things like there were, there were mics set up in my apartment and there I would hear recordings that would make you throw up. They were disgusting, absolutely horrific and disgusting. And um, it, it, I'm not going to go, I can't speak to yeah. certain things without like you people getting the idea of who these other victims are. Um, so I'm going to be respectful to that and respectful privacy. Um, but they got people that I was working with involved. Um, I would hear them in rooms, like down the hallway. I would hear myself singing, being recorded, just all these really strange things. And when I put together, you know, um, the summary of it, I thought I was in 
some type of experiment. I, and yeah. And my partner said to me, he's like, you have a gift I'm trying to prove. Um, he, he himself is psychic too. He's explained that to me. Um, so okay. like, him and I are psychic and what the CIA did, what these people did, um, they took advantage of that. And um, they took advantage of people close to me and they really just did it for their own, their own superior, superiority yeah. complex. Like they lot, like Brian at first they were telling people that I was under investigation. Like uh, they, so that's kind of the way they tricked them into like, yeah, so they, getting they, part of your life, right. I guess. Yeah. So they, they told people that I was under investigation and from the conversations that I heard, or overheard, you know, like down the hallway or right next door. Um, like they were trying to get people involved. And if they cooperated, I wouldn't go to federal prison. Uh, okay. And, I get that's the blackmail part. Of yeah, it, I would and, say, and right? This is how stupid these people are. They, I mean, like at the time it's scary, but when you look back, you're like, all right. Um, but they threatened people by telling them like, you're going to go to federal, pr- federal prison if you don't cooperate with us. Oh, like, yeah. That's what they were threatening people. And it was so confusing. There was a lot of misinformation. A lot of things did not make sense. Um, and people were scared. So they cooperated. Um, yeah. You know, nobody wants to go to prison. No one wants to go to prison. But like these people, like it, it, looking back, they, they don't have the authority to do that. You know? Yeah. Um, and it, it was just such a mess. And then people started to realize that this investigation made no sense. And then yeah. they were like, it's an experiment. Okay. And Brian, like for, it's been four years now. Like uh-huh. I think after like the second year, maybe after I left the chancellor, I put together that this is not an experiment. Like this is, this is a straight up conspiracy. Um, and, and these people have used an, uh, an investigation and an experiment to cover up their conspiracy. Like my partner told me, face to face that these people are going to kill me. What? No lie. Um, I heard people close to me yelling at each other saying, if they didn't cooperate, that these people would kill me. That's heavy. Dude. It's, That's it, like, it's insane. And like my partner, right before we, my lease was up at the chancellor. It was a nightmare there. Um, uh-huh. It, it was it was so horrific the experiences and what was going on like it was what they were trying to do was get me to commit suicide that's oh. that's what these people wanted to wanted all of their efforts to lead to was a suicide was it because you had these abilities they didn't yeah. want that yeah and okay. my abilities are macro and micro at the same time like I'm kind of like a psychic in puberty <laughs> in a way uh-huh. um <laughs> gotcha. and so like and they thought I was a weak psychic and they wanted to take advantage of me. And I mean, th- yeah. this is what I've put together. And then I yeah. turned out to be a little bit stronger or a lot stronger than they, they thought. And they had gotcha. this like vendetta against me for surviving what, you know, what they put me through. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, my partner explained to me that these people were going to kill me and people cooperated with these individuals because of the, uh, of them claiming that they would kill me. Yeah. I mean, people close to me cooperated and they said, we're going to kill him unless you do what we want. 
I mean, it's kind of like getting backed against a wall. Yeah. And it's like, what what should we do? And like, they were people close to me. Like these people told people close to me to be horrible to me, horrible to, to, to isolate me, to not speak to me, to, to, to give me the wrong idea, to try to confuse me. Like it was, it was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. And, um, I survived it. You know, I, I survived it. Thank the Lord. And, and I will survive this, but um, that's what these people wanted. They wanted me to commit suicide. And I got close. I remember like looking out the window and being, I was on the 20th floor. It was like, I want to jump. Oh. There were so many times, Brian, where I wanted to just jump out the window and end it all. You know, um, it was, that's it was sorry to hear that. Seriously. It was terrible. I mean, but like, I've persevered through this and, and, and uh-huh. I've done a lot to, to stop these people. Um, so kind of get into that. Cause that's what I'm like really proud of, of, cause I'm not in control. Like, you know, we're never in control of necessarily of like what happens to us, but we're in control of like how we respond to this situation. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. But, like, yep. Um, so the chancellor was over at the end of 2020. So I've seen, I saw a ninja come into our, our apartment from the kitchen window and speak to to my partner. It was like literally the the craziest stuff like that. I just trying to break you. Yeah. And, 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 and then there were recordings going on at the chancellor. People were horrible to me. Um, there was always commotion. It it was just, it was insane. It was absolutely insane. Um, and yeah, so I, I left the chancellor and like, so I was living with my partner and then he left and like, this is the, this is the stupidest thing. So they started when he moved in, um, they made him create a male escort page. Um, and the reason why they set, they told him to create a male escort page was to, like mess with my head. Um, it also like answered why he was leaving every night uh, or leaving okay. at night or like is unaccounted for, Oh, well I'm, I'm with a client when he's actually with okay. these people. Like then they created this story that he was with this doctor, Peter and Peter was these people. Like he'd be like, Oh, okay. I have to go see Peter. I had to go see Peter. I had to go see Peter. And Peter was these people and yeah. like he was being trafficked the entire time. So was I, but like by proxy in a way, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but he was being trafficked the entire time. I'm like, it doesn't make sense. He's such a solid person. I can't see him being an escort, but like, that's the, the charade they had for him. And yeah, that, that went on for a while. And then I went down to, Philadelphia to see him and he was staying at a corporate apartment um, in Philly. And he said that, you know, Peter, his like sugar daddy client paid for it. It wasn't the sugar daddy or whatever. Like that person didn't exist. It was these people in the government, you know, Uh and specifically the CIA. Joey's explained that, or excuse me, like my partner's explained (laughs) that to me, you know, throughout the course of, time you know like yeah you know people that were close to me were giving me hints about what was going on because they, uh-huh. they wanted to help me they didn't want me to really believe what these people wanted me to believe you know um and so yeah without getting in trouble they kind of dropped hints right exactly so yeah. like 
that's how I put things together. And it's like for me to go through a laundry list of all the hints people gave me, I mean, that, that would be ridiculous. But, yeah. Um, I do. I, I would have a bad time for that. One. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. So we like, kind of just going in, in order of time, we uh, left the chancellor. And then in October, I went down to the corporate apartment and he said, Peter was coming over. So I got, I got drunk and then I went somewhere then I went back to his apartment like in the morning uh-huh. and, and then we went to, he was packing up all the stuff and then we went to a hotel in Rittenhouse okay. and we're sitting in the lobby and I see it's a Sunday morning. It's October 18th. It's a Sunday morning. I see gotcha. my coworkers from where I used to work, walk through uh-huh. the lobby who I heard at the chancellor weird yeah it's like they're coming back there to 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 do more like messing with you or something yeah so it was like like, these people are like what 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 it is it's like psychological terror and like what they're trying to do is like mind fuck the shit out of me like that's literally what they want to do um but i see my old co-workers and i'm like i've heard each i heard two of you at the chancellor it's a sunday morning there's no reason for you to be at this hotel there's no reason yeah. for you to be at this hotel besides that you were absolutely involved in what was going on. And yeah. you know, they were being, they're victims. I mean, I don't, I don't think that, you know, they're not in, in on it in a way that's like, you know, trying to be harmful to me under their own agenda, you know, like yeah. they got to ro- protect themselves probably. Yeah. They got roped into the situation. And in like it, it when this comes out, Brian, like it, it's going to be amazing to to see the number of people these individuals victimized because no one was stopping them and like I'll get into like what else I did about it you know so uh. I go down to Veg I went out to Vegas right oh. and this I went out to Vegas and they followed me there I was in hotel rooms and the same things that were going on at the chance were happening in hotel rooms I went were they your coworkers were went out there? Or no, no, just, just like I, I would hear CIA. The CIA people like I was hanging out with this one kid and before he came back, someone approached him in the hallway and said, Did you guys fuck? And like and then the oh. kid came back and was like really like disoriented and, and nervous and was trying to get me out of, you know, the hotel room. And anyway, so I went I was staying in hotels in Vegas. Cause I was looking like to, I went out to Vegas to see if like that would be a good fit for me and my partner to live. Like, can we okay. have a fresh start there? Anyway, these people, yeah. people followed me there. And, um, I remember going to an Airbnb because they were staying in like the hotel rooms by me. Yeah. I went to an Airbnb and I'm just laying on the bed. And then I look out the window and there's a federal agent right outside my window. Jeez. Just standing How do they know? There. Huh? Like, how do they know? They were following me. I mean, they, like, I would be on my phone and they would hack my phone and, like, mess with my phone. Like, um, anyways. I believe all that. Vegas was horrifying. Then I come back and more stuff goes on. I end up going to Washington, D.C. at the end of January. Or no, yeah, like, January 19th, I went down. And this is 2021? 2021, yeah. Gotcha. And so I go down to DC. My idea was, I don't know. I just went down to DC. I, w- I went on like a drunken like whim. I was like, I'm going to go down to DC, and then I'm yeah. going to go <laughs> talk to the FBI or someone. 
Oh yeah, because they got that. Uh, well, there's that Quantico building, right? If you go further down, yeah, well, that's not. I'm trying to remember because I had a friend that was trying to interview for the CIA. He didn't get in, but yeah. you know what? You know what's so weird? Let me just interrupt. Yeah, quick. sure. I uh, my friend was trying to interview to be part of the CIA. He's like, "Hey, I put you down as a reference." And I was like, "All right, that, that's cool." Yeah. And then I get a call from this guy from the CIA. He's <laughs> like, "I'm at Shippensburg at this yeah. point." And he's like, hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. Your one friend's trying to get in. Do you mind if we talk to you? And I was like, yeah, sure. I, I can talk to you right now. He, he goes, all right, I'm outside your apartment door. Oh, I'm wow. like, I'm like, I'm not even home. I'm like, how do you know where I live? That's wild. <laughs> because my friend wouldn't have given him my uh, address at school. Or maybe he would have. I don't know. But like, they were already there. Yeah. I was like, I guess they were trying to like, just catch me off guard. I don't got to prepare for like questions or something. But yeah, I don't know. Those guys are crazy. Yeah, they're they're wild. They're they're nuts. I mean, the the individuals that I'm dealing with are actually very stupid people. Um, uh-huh. But um, yeah, they, they there's a lot they're capable of doing. Um, sure. But uh, yeah, so I went down to DC. I was like, all right, I'll I'll maybe try something, you know. And it ended up being inauguration day, and I was oh. terrorized by these people down in DC. I went to a hotel room. They followed me to the hotel room. I was, on, they put me on the fourth floor, which was right next to like, which was the, um, like where the roof was. And I had okay. flashing lights in my room all night long. Uh, it was just insane. I was like, this is such bullshit. And then I wasn't <laughs> even scared. Like I, I, I got, I got to a point where I'm like, I'm not scared of these people. All they do is just like flash lights and mess with me or like, you know, um, so I'm down in DC and then I leave DC and I come back to my parents' house in, in Bucks County. Right. Yep. And I'm in my bedroom and I look out the window and I see a lot of lights across the Creek. And like, so like it's winter, so you can see a lot more in the woods. Yeah. Through the trees. Yep. Yeah. And I see a lot of commotion across the street. I'm like, this is weird. You know, didn't think of it. Then there was commotion around my house all night long. I went outside and I said, I'm not in any danger and I've done nothing wrong. Stop, stop what you're doing. I yelled that out. Then I go back inside. Then I go outside in the morning. There were two federal agents with guns in my neighbor's backyard. This is January 22nd, 2021. And, or is it the 21st? I think it was, I think it was the 20, 22nd. Yeah. It was the morning of the 22nd. Gotcha. And I'm, I'm like, I went outside and they're, they're standing there and I started laughing at them. And then they <laughs> said, don't laugh at us, blah, 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 blah. And I said, how does it feel to be watched? Cause I was like, everyone's looking at you. You look ridiculous. There's no reason for you to be here. Yeah. And like, it just really speak like me seeing and interacting with them. Like it, that's when like, that's what I'm talking about. How like this story develops. Like when you're first listening to it, it's like unbelievable. Cause I didn't believe yeah. it either. Like I don't, I didn't believe this stuff, but like it, it developed into something concrete and, and tangible and real, you know? Um, so I had an argument with federal agents. They followed me up from DC and I'm like, this is oh ridiculous. God. This is so ridiculous. So that happened. And then February happens and I'm like in my house they they've come into my house multiple times and just walked in and have threatened the people I live with. 
Really? Is I, this like your, your? This is your parents' home? Yeah, I'm. I'm not trying to like get them involved in in this. Yeah, of course, of course. Their privacy, but, but they absolutely. Uh, they've been here. They've threatened. They've taken people that are close to me. Uh huh. To a location that they were not taken to under their own free will. Okay. All right. Um. So that happened in February. I go. My partner gets uh, is down in Philly, and like around Valentine's Day. This is like okay three years. So this ago. is yeah. Three so years ago. And so I go down to Philly. I help him move his stuff out. Then we go to hotels. Then I hear someone close to me say, "Let me see him." You know, we we're at a hotel, and I'm like, "This shit's still going on." Um, and that I was there for like two weeks. And uh-huh. I was trying to be there for my partner because I, I, they didn't let us see each other from Thanksgiving until Valentine's Day. Like yeah, yeah. these people controlled what he was able to do. So like he, he's a victim of human trafficking. He was being trafficked the entire in, for the last five four years. But you know he's being trafficked. He can't. He's told me that like he wishes he could spend time with me, but he can't. You know, yeah, and, and so people, you guys were still communicating, but not seeing each other. Yeah, yeah, you know, gotcha. Like, and um, yeah, so I go down to Philly, and more craziness happens for about two weeks. Joey, or excuse me, my partner. <laughs> I'm trying not to say that's all right. I'll, I'll, I can also like you know go back and cut no, it that's out okay. Too, so. um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so I was with him, and I tried staying with him as long as I could because I knew they were going to take him away again. And so we're at hotels, more crazy stuff's going on, like the chancellor, like, you know, before nothing new. And then he tells me that, like, he's like, he wishes there was a way that he could find, you know, a way to like, so we could be intimate together. And um, he said, don't leave me like whispering that to me. Um, And I'm like, okay, so we're at this hotel and he has to leave. I'm like, all right. Then I go to another hotel. And then I, like, during this time, I kind of have to backtrack a little bit. So we're in February of 2021. I came forward to the FBI in November of 2020 with everything that was going on. I tried going in person. Then they kind of shooed me away. I went down in town. I went downtown in person. Then I just gave them summaries of everything that was going on, like, via online tips. And, um, yeah, so I, I kept tipping the FBI during you know, from November to whenever, you know, I keep informing them of what was going on. Um, yeah. So my partner leaves, I'm telling, you know, um, tipping the FBI, he's leaving at this point. I don't know where they're going. Bobby blue, blue. I go to another hotel by myself and I'm in my hotel room. And then I hear down the hall, someone knock on the door down the hall and the door uh-huh. opens and someone screams, I wanted to see if it happened again. And like what I put together from that was, I believe that was someone in the FBI knocking on the door of someone in the CIA and they're saying Uh they wanted to see if my psychic ability would happen again, or if they wanted to see, you know, psychic communication or whatever they were claiming they were experimenting on. Um, So that gave me this indication that help was here. Right. Um, Uh And then I go to another hotel because I'm still trying to stay at this time, like stay in Philly. 
Um, so like I can be there for my partner. So like, hopefully like I was just thinking like the, the best thing I can do is just be close, you know? Yeah. Um, yep. and I go to another hotel and I go outside to smoke. I check into the hotel, go outside to smoke a cigarette. I go back to the hotel room and I, my key card's not working. Oh, I hear a girl in the room say, Oh my God, that's him. <laughs> In my hotel room and my car- card's not working. So I go down, I go down to the front desk and I said, someone's in my room and my key card's yeah. not working. And she's like, well, do you want to file a police report? I'm like, no, like <laughs> I just like, I was like this. I, I truly believe that the FBI was involved. I'm like FBI police. I don't want it to get clashed. You know what I mean? Like whatever. Yeah. So, um, I go into my hotel room. I hear more people close to me being, in, in the surrounding rooms. So they, they uh-huh. these people brought people close to me to the hotel again, uh, the yep. hotel I was staying in. And um, this is not the first time I've heard people close to me being in rooms next door, like during yeah, this yeah. like two week period in February of 21. Um, and that was a, a horrific night to hear people screaming and doors being flown open and like people close to me hearing them scream and then scream uh-huh. at each other. It was just, it was horrible. It was probably the worst night like of my, you know, of this experience or whatnot. Um, uh-huh. But so I just like, what I found was to stay calm and like, just stay, just stay calm. Don't go anywhere. Don't try to do anything. Just stay calm. And yeah. so I stayed calm the whole night. Then housekeeping comes up the next morning. And I look out like the uh, like the hole in the door, like, uh, yeah. And I see housekeeping, but then behind them is the, you know the door across the hall. The door opens, and it's an FBI agent in full uniform. Huh. So I'm like, wait, no, waiting for you to open the door. Well, yeah, like, so I'm 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 like in my room. Housekeeping's on yeah. the other side, and then there's an FBI agent across the hall. And yeah. full uniform. So I look out the hole and then I guess they knew I was looking. They opened up the door. He revealed himself. I'm like, thank the Lord. Like there's help here, you know? Yeah. Um, and then he closed the door once I opened the door and I was like, okay, I wasn't supposed to see that. Like I was being strategic and like trying to be smart about this. Right. Yeah. Like, all right. So I go to another place and then like, it, I ended up like, spending all my money on hotels. And I think I saw my partner once after he left the hotel and it was, he's like, I have to go see Peter. And it broke my heart. And like, um, that again, it was just, yeah, it was like this again, you know? And then it was okay. He called me and we like talked on the phone. I went back to my parents' place and I said, this is ridiculous. Like I almost committed suicide with all the things that were going on again in Uh February. I'm like, this is just killing me i'm like what can i do and i said i'm gonna go run away so i ran away to puerto rico um and like which is crazy like yeah i mean i guess you were just trying to get out of the jurisdiction of them right i guess that yeah because be- like, when i was with living with my partner at the chancellor he said he would like tell me i have a plan to get us out of the country you know uh-huh. with everything that he was going through he had a plan to get us out of this country that's the level of you know, that's, that's what's going on, you know? Yeah. Um, the only way to escape pretty much. Right. And 
Um, I remember like overhearing people that are close to me, like offering him like their credit cards, like, so we, we could run away. Like, yeah. You know, um, I remember someone close to me saying I would pay anything to get him back. You know, like it was just, it, it these people are, are terrorists really. And, um, it's it just, it, it's a terrifying experience to go through. Um, but so I see the FBI across the hall and I'm like, I'm, they never reached out to me via phone. They never met me anywhere. They didn't meet any other victims. I mean, me and my, and people close to me are being trafficked and terrorized at a uh, hotel. And then they're across the hall. Not doing anything. Not doing anything. And, yeah. and, and, and with these people, these individuals who are behind this being in the CIA, you question, was there collusion with these individuals in the FBI who were there and these people in the CIA? Like there, there's a lot of speculation that goes on because people, didn't do anything. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, so, but anyway, I ran away to Puerto Rico and then this followed me there. They followed me. So they followed me to Vegas. They followed me to DC and then back to my parents' home. And then they followed me again to Puerto Rico. Oh my and God. When I'm down in Puerto Rico, I'm staying at hostels. And I remember it was like mid March and I saw people like agents, like coming like across the street, like hmm. up on a higher ground area. And then yeah. I was staying at this hostel and then they were up on the roof deck and the roof deck was closed and it was just really strange. And there was a lot of commotion. Someone yelled at the hostel, like what's going on. It was, there was just, it was really strange. And then I remember this was really funny. Kind of, I checked my <laughs> phone and I like opened up LinkedIn and uh -huh. my job title was like sales development or use. It was like, that's what it's supposed to be. My job yeah. title on LinkedIn was um, president of clear vision solutions. What is that? It was supposed to be a hint about psychic ability. Um, oh yeah. But I was like, Oh my gosh. But like, so, so we have all this commotion going on and they, I, came became really fr uh, friendly with this one guy at the hostel and they actually approached, I heard them approach him. Um, and it, it, yeah, it was just, it was a mess. And, you know, granted, like I'm tipping the FBI about everything that's going on. Um, uh. I end up going to the FBI um, headquarters um, uh, in Puerto Rico. And okay. I met w at the end of March and I, you know, explain like what happened in Philadelphia and, you know, um, and I met with this really lovely lady and she, she was really supportive and, and, and understanding. And, um, you know, I'm down in Puerto Rico and I'm getting texts from my partner's phone uh -huh. and there, he's hinting that he's in Puerto Rico. So he's with these people in Puerto Rico oh. and they're attacking the people that I'm ar around. And yeah. I told that to the FBI and then I'm like, okay. She said it might, might take a few weeks to get this going, you know? Oh man. And, and then I'm getting more text messages um, from my partner's phone, but now they're not from my partner. They're from his trafficker. So like one time I had a battle with like a texting battle with them and uh -huh. they said, um, 
you know, I'm going to break your reality, starting with my partner's name, you know, like, and, um, and obviously that's what they've been doing for the last eight years. (laughs) Like they're trying to break my reality. Like I have the messages like posted on social, like you can see them. And, um, and then I, I went forward to the FBI again two weeks later because things kept happening. And my partner was still reaching out saying, you know, there were the, uh, like hints that he's still in Puerto Rico. Then it was uh-huh. like June and he's still in Puerto Rico, like hinting that he's still in Puerto Rico still. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. And I go to the FBI one more time. And then these people attack. I got an apartment down in Puerto Rico. I ended up getting a job in a, an apartment. At the okay. end of June of 2021, they attacked the people. I call it an attack. They victimized the people that I was living with. Um, okay. They did the same sh- shit, you know, <laughs> to flashing lights, hacking my phone, telling people. Yeah, not- psychological warfare. Right, basically. exactly. Like telling, like messing with my phone, messing with, you know, audio, everything. And um, I heard and someone tell my my housemate don't tell him anything and yeah. she responded and they're all like people are around my like these people are around my uh, apartment and i said this is bullshit like i can't stand that everywhere i go these people are following me and yeah. um so i didn't know what else to do i didn't want anyone else to become victimized and i was trying to prove a point so i ended up leaving my job and leaving my apartment that day and I stayed at a hotel. Um, they followed me to that hotel. They took my housemate from where I was living and she was at the hotel. They told her some lie. And then I heard her say, thank you. And, um, and I was Ooh. at the hotel and I tipped the FBI and I said, I don't know what else to do. And I, I thought the FBI would, because of how ridiculous they were in San Juan, but like yeah. neighbors were like, what's going on? All this stuff. Like, what is he, what are, what is he doing? Why are they there? Um, like it was very obvious what was going on there, that something was going on. And, um, I went to a hotel thinking that the FBI would meet me there. Right. Like, I know you, I've seen you, you being, be involved. I've went to you three times, you know, like, yeah. um, and they did nothing. So I was, I was homeless. I didn't want to, I had friends in Puerto Rico, but if I went, uh-huh. I went there, I was afraid that they would become victims again, you know? Yeah. So, they would get pulled in and then you're kind of like, yeah, you know, you're just trying to do as much as you can to minimalize it, but at the same time, get yourself out of it too. Yeah. And I'm like, what can, like, this is ridiculous. So I, like, it was fine in the beginning. Like I was sleeping on the beach at nighttime and like kind of just hanging out during the day, yeah, I had a, which normally would be like a dream for some people, but in this case, not so much. Yeah. And yeah. you know, um, I remember being on the beach and it was like my second night being homeless and uh-huh. I'm on the beach and I hear, so I'm in Puerto Rico. Mostly people have Spanish accents or whatnot. I hear two, yeah, yeah. two guys about, I don't know, 50 yards away, 30 yards away. And they had American accents and they said, I feel so bad for this kid. No way. No one else was around. I'm like, okay, so someone, I, I'm, I, I still to this day don't know if that was the FBI or if that was people in the CIA. I mean, I yeah. heard when I was at the chancellor that this guy would be talking to my partner. He's like, I feel so bad for this kid. His whole life's been put under a microscope. Um, and then I remember walking past the leasing office at the chancellor and like uh-huh. the leasing agent being talking to the receptionist and 
them saying, I feel so bad for him. And, you know, like people that like, I would hear people comment on how bad they felt for what I was going through. So like, obviously yeah. people have an awareness, you know? Um, so I was, but they can't do anything about it, you know? No. And, and yeah, it, it's like hands are tied and I, and you know, um, so I was homeless for about 30 days in Puerto Rico. Um, and all my stuff got stolen. I, I'm sure it was these people, uh, you know, um, so I had nothing and I it was the end of July and I said, I don't know what else to do to get the FBI to talk with me, to tell me where yeah. I can go, where I can go, where no one else will be harmed. Maybe witness protection, maybe something like, obviously this is going on and you have to do something about it. And also too, like my partner is telling, giving me hints that he's in Puerto Rico and I've gone to you three times. He's being trafficked. And, yeah. and, and I, you've been involved. I, you know, I've seen you on scene since February of 2021, what is going on? And so I had enough and I didn't know what else to do. So I tipped the FBI, um, the night before. And yeah. I, you know, I'm, I, I would call the FBI and I had no idea like what else to do. And I'm not, I'm still on probation. So I'm not really supposed to talk about this, but I'm not, I don't really care at this point. Um, so I said, how can I get the FBI's attention? I said, I'm going to rob, yeah. I'm going to rob a bank. Uh-huh. And, but I'm not going to rob a bank. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm it's like a, it's like a bomb scare almost, but with yeah. bank robbing. So the whole idea was, I, I told the FBI that I'm going to rob this bank at 10 a.m. Uh-huh. And, you know, whatever, like the night before. Um, I was hoping the whole strategy was for the FBI to get in front of it. Yeah. yeah. Meet me, like get in front, be at the bank and then we can, you know, get my partner out of being trafficked. We can start to like stop this situation. And yeah. yeah, So I went to the bank. I mean, obviously I didn't have a gun or anything. Um, Yeah. yeah. The FBI didn't show up. um, And I went into the bank with a note and I said, this is a bank robbery. Um, Call the FBI. So I got the money. I sat outside the bank and waited to be arrested. And, uh-huh. um, I didn't like threaten anyone. I just said, this is a robbery. Like I, I didn't know. Yeah. Like I'm at my wits end. I like, it's either like at that point, Brian, it was either commit suicide or do something to get the FBI's attention. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like I, I was so, drain there's a cry for help but it was the only way you could do it right you know? like what else am i gonna do i'm gonna keep showing up to the fbi and like i went to the fbi three times in puerto rico they never yeah. got back to me they never called they never did anything and i would call But they heard your phone call so obviously they were listening yeah and like you know i I, I tipped them about everything that was going on. I went there three times. I had enough. I said, what else can I do? Obviously someone, I mean, what I put together is that someone higher up in the FBI is telling the agents that I met with not to get back to me. Right. Yeah. So, um, anyway, so I go and I hand the teller the note. I get the money. I show my face, you know, on camera. I go yep. across the street and there's like a bench and I just like sit there with the money. And like, yep. drink some wine. <laughs> and <laughs> and then like, um, cops came and they had huge rifles. I was like, oh shit. And then, like, yeah, yeah. but like, I was very calm because like, it was like, Brian, like at the end of the day, it was like uh, the wrong thing for the right reason. But yeah, yeah. like, I, 
It was the most principal thing I've ever done. It was completely selfless. It was like, I'm doing this to get my partner out of trouble, right? Like yeah. I'm doing this to get, to, to end this situation who, that that's affected so many people that are close to me, so many people that I'm friends with. So like, you know, and it's been going on for so long, like this nightmare needs to end. And yes. like, so I did that and, and, um, you know, so I was arrested and then the FBI finally came. I spoke to one agent, gave him a summary of like what was been going on. And I uh-huh. said, my partner's being trafficked and, and I've gone to you three times. They started looking for him. Uh-huh. So like they, they started looking for him and um, his phone was dead. And then um, I'm arrested. I go to like a cell and then I'm picked up by the FBI and we go to the FBI precinct. Okay. When I'm at the FBI precinct, um, I'm getting booked and um, the agent that I interviewed with says, we know he's alive. We're checking databases. I'm like, oh my gosh, thank the Lord. Like, I know what's going on. Like, they're going to start to figure out what's really going on and this is going to be over. That was, and like, after all the things I've been through, all the things I've done to try to you know, get some answers or direction from the FBI. Like that was the only piece of information the FBI up until that point ever gave to me that they knew he was alive and they were checking databases. Like, uh-huh. and, and then I went to prison for 79 days and oh, goodness, no one got back to me. Like no one said anything, no one followed up. So I get out of prison was like, not so bad because like, I was homeless 30 days before that, <laughs> you know? Yeah, so like, yeah, so it was kind of like you had a bed. <laughs> yeah. It was like air conditioning meals. I don't have to like, yeah. you know, dine and dash. <laughs> like, um, and, and I felt like I got the, the wheels turning for this to be over. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Were, did they, was there any kind of tactics going on in there? Um, yeah. So I heard, and I know this is like, it, it is the truth. I heard a lot of commotion in the cell underneath me. Okay. And then I remember hearing a man come into the cell beneath me. And he said, I didn't say that. And then he leaves. And then he comes back in about 30 seconds. And he says, yes, I did. During that. Hoping that you could read him or something or. No, no. So that was the FBI underneath my cell. Okay. They. So I thought that what was going on, it could have, I could have taken, you know, obviously I could have taken it out of contacts. It could have been other prisoners talking. Cause you can hear in between the floors. Um, yeah. And, yeah. Um, during my time in prison, the FBI actually did an investigation on the prison during the time that I was there. So okay. I put two and two together and I was like, I believe that was the FBI underneath my cell. And I believe that was, the agent I interviewed with um, deny oh, and, and okay. then say, yes, I did because we know he's alive. We're checking databases was the only piece of information the FBI ever gave to me. Okay. And I talked about it with my cellmates and, you know, like I wrote it down and, you know, I, you know, they knew that he said that or I, they heard that I said that he said that whatnot. So yeah, gotcha. there was a lot of commotion at, like underneath the cell and I was like, well, they were across the hall, you know, at a hotel. I'm in federal prison. 
it, it's not impossible for them to be underneath the cell watching this go on, you know? So, yep. um, yeah, so that was prison. Um, that was, it was rough, but it was, I, I, you know, I had enough like in me to like get through it because I did it for all the, like the right reasons, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. and I like, I'm not ashamed of what I, what I did, you know? Um, mm-hmm. so I get out of prison and I, it's been 80, 80 days or whatever. Yeah, so I think he said like first, 79, well, probably the 80th day you got out. Probably. Yeah, yeah. So, and then, so it's like mid October of 2021. The first night we're back at this house, someone comes into my house and says, Is this just you? Sorry, is this just you? Um, no, so it's me and my parents. So, okay, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. So, my, and I'm trying to leave them out, and I have. But, yeah. Uh, well, I just didn't know if it was you and you got back with uh, your partner. Uh, again or yeah, anything. so I, I get back and there's still no news about my partner. Um, okay, gotcha, gotcha. And uh I uh I go back to the, the first night we're here, these people come back into my house and and they're in my parents' bedroom and they say he knows what we did to them around like four AM. Oh. And I'm like, this is exactly why I was homeless. This is exactly why I did what I did. And these people Why is it always four AM too? It seems like it's a trend. Yeah. I mean that that well, I guess it's like they look at it as like most people are sleeping at that time. Yeah. Less yeah. likely to be, you know. And I was like, Are you True. are you kidding me? So anyway, so I report all of that to the FBI, the online tip. Then I called the operator down in Puerto Rico for the FBI for the agent that I was interviewed with who told me we know he's alive we're checking databases I called to yeah. follow up twice that was it that was it I didn't even call his direct line I called for him twice and that was it the prosecutor in my case against me was told was was given a complaint that I was reaching out to FBI agents as if it was a problem oh uh. So like, I got you. So someone in the FBI was really upset that I was actually getting close to putting, like I was putting pressure on this situation and they didn't like that. So what they did was they told, they complained to the prosecutor that I was reaching out to, to FBI agents as if nothing was going on. Like you're crying wolf or something. Like that, like that, that I'm literally crazy. Like that nothing's going on. He has no reason to be reaching out to the FBI. Yeah, you're just basically taking up a phone line when they think there's more important stuff. Well, like, no, like, they were trying to use it against me. Like, it, okay. it was like, he reached out for help. We're going to give the pro- – like, they the, – the FBI and the government never, even up until this day, has uh-huh. informed the, 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 the prosecutor in my case in any capacity of the truth about what has gone on. The prosecutor, when I was on my bail hearing, said I was a paranoid schizophrenic for telling the truth that people close to me were being harmed by the CIA or by people uh-huh. and individuals in the CIA, and that my partner was not being trafficked. But all those things were true. And yeah. like I understand like the prosecutor says things, but like no one people gave the prosecutor the wrong idea. And that was not these people in the CIA, that was someone in the FBI. So like that really struck a chord with me. And I was like, well, it makes you think that because this is still going on, Brian, I mean, it's been four years that like there was collusion going on. You, you can't help, but not think that, you know? Yeah. Um, Cause they're not helping you. Yeah. And um, yeah. so 
you know, they, during this time, kind of, um, they, Joey's, or my partner's traffickers would harass, they've been, har- they harass, they harass me literally every little, every couple of months. <laughs> um, they'll, they'll put my partner on social media, um, in retaliation of me writing things on my phone or tipping uh-huh. the FBI. So I tipped the FBI at the end of December. December 23rd. And I explained how this whole situation is not an experiment. It's actually a scam. Like these individuals are not valuing psychic ability or anything. It's really just a human trafficking ring, a pyramid scheme, if you will. It's all a scam. It's all for their own, you know, personal agenda. Um, Uh And uh, so I, and I said, and my partner is still kidnapped. A few hours later, they have my partner on social media walking a dog in Philadelphia. The last mm. and like the last time before that, I'm like writing on my phone, like in my journal section, and then they post him doing something else. Like they're trying to still they're watching me and they're still trying to give me the wrong idea. And yeah, like, yeah. And it's like, well, to put words in your like not like to to go back to March of 2021, his traffickers texted me on his phone that they were going to break my reality, starting with him, right? Like using him as a ploy to mess with my head, you know, like they, they stated that they were doing that, you know, um, yeah. that's what they continue to do. Um, during this time that I've been on probation, I, um, I have made a lot of great, um, I, I've had success um, in trying to end this. So I, I actually got Homeland Security involved at one point. Um, really? We got really close with that. Um, uh-huh. So I reached out to a victim center in Puerto Rico. They got me in touch with um, a Homeland Security um, agent. And yeah. they actually worked with local law enforcement down in Puerto Rico to get my partner to safety. Um, okay. Unfortunately, um, they um they bought what they shouldn't have bought so they spoke to my partner on the phone uh, and said everything was fine and he said everything was fine but i'm like i called them back like after i found that out and i said okay so my partner is is kidnapped he's in a posi- he he's with his traffickers and on yeah. the phone you think he's going to be able to tell you the truth yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> said, are you are you crazy? And I'm like, this yeah. is no insecurity. And and the, the <laughs> agent I I I spoke to also said, well, they spoke to someone in the family. I said his family is blackmailed. Yeah, like they they a kidnapper is holding someone, you know, for not ransom, but they're they're trafficking him for yeah. his, his his psychic abilities. That that's not it's not a sexual human trafficking situation. It's it's a psychic one. And yeah, um, yeah. And because his psychic abilities are, are amazing. I'm not going to go into that because then it kind of gets into like a believe it or not type of situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah but, you're just trying to keep this in the, in, you know, something that we can follow. Yeah. Basically. And yeah. so like, anyway, so he, so I was, I was pissed with Homeland Security. Then it was March of 2022. They brought him back to Philadelphia and they uh-huh. had him with this guy and they said that they were together. And I was like, that makes no sense. Like they've been trying to like break my heart for four, like for years using like other people to like say that my partner's with somebody else, but like 
Uh-huh. My partner's been very, you know, throughout the time and been very clear that that's not true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're just trying to break my heart. They're trying to send me to, to commit suicide because that that's their, that's their conspiracy. That is their, their motive, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's very clear if you look at all the evidence and then the things that have happened. Um, but so I, I, Homeland security was bust. Um, I had a pr- private investigator, actually speak to my partner and the private invest- investigator kind of bought that nothing was going on. And I said, that doesn't uh-huh. make any sense. Like people really aren't that good at their jobs. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and they can, they continue, Joey or my partner's traffickers continued to harass me. At one point they, they messaged me on his Facebook account and they said it was his sister messaging me and that uh-huh. I should throw all the clothes out that were like in that, that are in my room, like just really senseless stuff. Like it, it, it yeah. really is ridiculous. Um, but I actually like, this is where I got some momentum. So I reached out to some attorneys and I spoke with them. Um, they, and then I reached out to um, one of our congressmen and okay. Then they told me to reach out to the United States Attorney's Office. So I wrote down my summary. Um, I wrote wow. down, you know, whatever I, I could, and it was pages long. I sent yeah. it into the United, the Eastern um, United States Office or United States Attorney's Office, and they got my letter. I went through it with this woman. She was extremely helpful. She said, I wow. went, and she was on the criminal division. She said, This is, um, you know, this is corruption. Um, she said, I suggest to reach out to the, ins- the office of the inspector general, the FBI, and then maybe an attorney. Um, so yeah. I, I like wrote again to the, or I wrote my like summary and my, my asking for help um, from the office of the inspector general in August. In September, I re- received a letter from the Office of the Inspector General saying that they received my my complaint and they forwarded it to, they forwarded it to Internal Affairs in the FBI. Oh, then, I mean, I'm sorry. So, there, but aren't they giving it back to the people that are kind of behind it? Well, there are the people behind it, and then there's the organization, right? So, like, uh, okay. so it's like, yeah. what, what's that word? Compartmentalized. Yeah. So, like, gotcha. I don't even think the CIA as an organization is actually behind this. I believe that these individuals have lied about everything, and they okay. told people that the federal government was, was supporting them. They told them that the CIA was supporting them, when it's all been a lie. Gotcha. You know, um, but so the office of the inspector general forwarded my grievance to internal affairs, internal affairs wrote me a letter last year and I have it like posted on my social D Derek Donnelly, like the letter that wow. I got, um, the internal affairs reviewed my complaint and, um, they didn't do like an internal investigation, but they mandated that action um, be taken to address my concerns. And they said those specific actions were um, confidential. And I'm like, great, right? Work is done. Yeah. That was January of 2023. Oh, it's been, it's been over a year. And like, that's where I'm stuck. Like 
when I came back from Puerto Rico, I did yeah. speak to, cause I know people are going to be like, well, what, what can you do? Like I did speak to the police. The police told yeah. me that because my partner's being trafficked in between state lines and, and from Puerto Rico to Philly and then up to New York or Maine, um, like that it's an FBI case and who yeah. these individuals are like, it's ridiculous. Like these people are in the CIA. They have, this is not a police matter. So it's like ridiculous to think that it's, it's a police matter. And then, you know, Homeland security dropped the ball. And then I just like, I, I have my thoughts on why the FBI hasn't done anything yet. Um, And it, it really is, you know, unfortunate. Um, But I'm still like writing. I'm still posting like, you know, I'm still, Surviving. Yeah, you're just kind of almost like <clears throat> I don't know if I if it's the word to use like almost like whistleblowing it to kind of keep yourself yeah. out there. So if anything does happen to you, people are like something's going on here. You know? Yeah, exactly. And like um, I wrote back to the office of the inspector general that the FBI said that they were going to address my concerns, but it's been a year and I still have the same concerns. How does that make any sense? Yeah. It makes no sense at all. And, um, you know, obviously like it's, it's really obvious that with my interactions with the FBI, that they're being told not to tell me anything, Yeah, you know? Um, and you know, my hands are, are kind of tied and and it's really sad. Um, but for like regards to like my court case, um, I'm, I'm working towards a, a dismissal um, of the charges they're they're doing this is kind of funny but they're doing a not guilty by reason of insanity okay um and uh so like i i'm on probation now i have to go back into prison for like two months um okay. for a dangerous evaluation which is hysterical if you know me i'm like <laughs> the least dangerous person ever yeah um, yeah but uh yeah so that's what's going on with the court case but at least like i won't have a conviction and you know whatnot yeah um but yeah so it's it's tough i mean i had my partner's not able he's not in a position or in a place where he can tell you what's really going on you know, yeah, so he's like, kind of still against the wall. Yeah, and and it's like, like what he explained to me while we were living together is that he's cooperating, so these people won't kill me. Yeah, and, and, you know, and it's like other people that are close to me. I've heard them have conversations saying the same thing. So it's like, I get it, you know. Um, but like, what this is is human trafficking, and and it's disturbing that it's going on. And the people behind this are people in our government and, and it's atrocious. It really, and they're is. targeting psychics. Yeah. That- um, I mean, there's my partner who's psychic. I'm, I'm psychic and there are other psychics involved. I didn't get into that. That will be in, definitely in yeah. like a, a later conversation or like in my book. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's just really unfortunate. I'm just really proud to like, still be here today. I was not Absolutely. supposed to survive this. I hope yeah. I explained this like as clearly as I could. It's a lot to take in. Um, yeah. You know, I feel like definitely like this being a, a good base to where if people want to learn more about it and you come out with your book, it'll be like, all right, so this is what he was talking about. Yeah. And there's more context, obviously. Cause I mean, like you said, there is probably tons more you could go into, but. Oh, sure. Um, and like, what's yeah. like, what, what I want to 
express is like, forget about psychic ability, forget about me being psychic or Joey or my partner being psychic. Like it's what this is, is human trafficking. Like these individuals made excuses to traffic innocent people that like, that's the true crime going on here. And, 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 and it's not like they had, they made claims to overshadow their crimes, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it will be brought to justice because like, as long as I survive, it will happen. And I will, you know, like I, I will get through this. Um, it will be over at some point and, and these people will be brought to justice. Um, you know, there, there, it, it was done in such an obnoxious way that it's not a question of whether it happened or not. It's just a matter yeah. of what happened, you know? Yeah. So that's where we are. There's always, there's always going to, I feel like when there's something like this kind of, uh, uh, you know, what's going on, there's always going to be a, 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 a weak link and you just have to find it and attack it. Yeah. And then that's when it breaks open, you know? Yeah. And like, I wrote about this podcast last week and then they retaliated with putting my partner on social media again. Like it, it's ridiculously how closely they're, they're watching me, but like they, well, they can't do anything else. Like yeah. they, if you're on the internet, you're kind of, a yeah, you know, but they um, know everything. I mean, they've already admitted just, you know, your phones are always listening. So oh, sure. Yeah. So, but like, it's my, not a good place. My plan is like, I'll get through prob- probation. I'll go back to prison uh-huh. for like a minute. I'll get out. And then I'm moving to Mexico. Um, uh-huh. you know, with my partner explaining that, you know, trying to get out of the country is a good plan. So like Puerto Rico was a good plan, but they followed me there, but it's still U S territory. So like, I was just going to say that. Yeah. yeah. So like, I'm going to Puerto, I'm plan. I'm saving up for going to Puerto Vallarta, um, in Mexico. And I, I think it's going to be, you know, I think that will end it. I think, you know, it will at least end me being targeted because I can't yeah. imagine these people like coming to Mexico and the cartels being there. You know, and oh man, and, 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 like the enemy of my enemy is my friend, kind of a thing. Yeah. So, and it's outside of FBI jurisdiction. I can't imagine, yeah. you know, um, them like this continuing because I think it's like yeah. it's convenient because it's being done in the way it's being done and where it's done. So, like that convenience will be over, and we'll see what uh-huh. happens there. You know. Gotcha, gotcha. Man, that's that's a like it's. I'm trying to just take it all in. It's a lot. (laughs) It really is a lot. And like, I was really like contemplating, like how much do I get into like, yeah, what, like what will make sense for people. But like, I just really kind of told the story in the, in the, in like chronological order, like how it happened, like starting in 2015 until now, or like, yeah. And you were very specific on like, you know, dates and months. And I mean, that's that plays a big part into the validity of it, you know? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I have things like to prove that this is going on and like people are, I think these individuals and, and maybe some people and like other people are, are trying to say that none of it's going on. And I have the proof. Like what is yeah. there not to believe? I understand like psychic ability gets a little like questionable. Um, but it, it that doesn't, t- that, that doesn't change the facts of what happened yeah. in, in this situation. And these individuals were trying to use psychic ability as like an impossible. Like if you explain the situation, how are you going to explain it? 
and it would be difficult to explain it without talking about psychic ability. But yeah. we have psychics on TV. We have Tyler Henry, you know, or yeah, um, yeah. you know, we have people who are psychic. It's it's not a dark and scary thing, but they tried to make it like that, you know. Like I came yeah. out as gay in as in when I was sixteen. This and that really prepared me to handle this situation at thirty, you know. So yeah. like, yep, it, it, that the adversity that I overcame, like as a teenager. I like have that in my soul for, for this situation, you know? Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Wow. That's, I, it's, it's, I don't even know. Like I'm, I'm like almost speechless because it's, I, I mean, I just feel bad. You, you went through quite a lot, but you're definitely, it sounds like you're, you know, you have a plan. Oh, for which sure. Is good. Yeah. So when you're, when you, when, you know, whenever you have to do your minute away, when you come back, Sounds like you're just going to keep attacking it, which is, I mean, that's what you should do. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, like you said, it's not just you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, so, and that's what really motivates me. It's not just me. It's on, it's, it, there are dozens of victims in this situation and, and I have the ability to speak out about it. Like mostly everyone in this situation is blackmailed. I'm not. So like, yeah. I have the freedom. And then with that freedom, I have a, I feel like I have a responsibility, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it's a very good point. I mean, I dude, I appreciate you opening up and sharing all that. That's like, you know, yeah, and like I, I, you know, thank you. Definitely couldn't have been couldn't been easy. You know, it's not because it's a it. What the hardest part is like trying to. There's so much to this, so it's like, how do I simplify this and, and and speak about it so people get it? Like, I'm not just speaking about it just to speak about it. Like, I want people yeah. to understand what's going on or what has happened um, to raise awareness. And then, like, I'm also proving a point by publicly talking about this stuff because these people have claimed that this whole thing is confidential. I'm breaking that today by talking to you about it. And, you know, yeah. I talk, I, I, if you follow me on social media, especially on Instagram, the Derek Donnelly, I'm, I'm vocal about everything that has gone on. I mean, here I've put everything together, you know, yeah. um, but on social, I, I touch on everything or I have touched on everything in expressing, uh-huh. expressing the truth, you know? Gotcha. I'm going to see. Yeah. I don't follow. I, I thought I had you on there, but I guess I didn't. Unless this is like a newer account. I just added you again. Okay, I gotcha. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, dude, I'm going to be following that for sure. Yeah, and if you look at my posts, like I talk about human trafficking. I, I talk about the things my partner has told me. I talk yeah. about um, me overcoming the situation. I have the letter from Internal Affairs posted. Um, you know, like... I, I have. Oh yeah, there it is. Yeah, like I've expressed this it, to the best of my ability. Um, you know, because uh, you know, I remember at the chancellor. This is kind of funny. The the people in the CIA would like, would be on the speaker system or in the room next door, and they would say, "Delete wow. Instagram, motherfucker!" And <laughs> like they didn't. They I guess they they knew I would use social media to express the situation and. Then they would yell when I was in the room, not a word, not a word. Yeah. Like, but I'm like, you can only be so scary if you're not physically, you know, talking to me like face to face, you know? And like, 
it, it, it really is like, I couldn't explain the situation because I knew there's a lot of questions it's like, well, why aren't you blackmailed? And, and, and the answer to that is these individuals are trying to use this idea of that. This is an experiment to get themselves yeah. out of trouble. You know, that that's their, their, their weak, weakest insurance policy. Um, but that, and, and this situation has a shape, right? Like it, it, there's a formation, you know, it's a pyramid scheme and I'm at the bottom or the top, depending on the way you look at it. Um, yeah, yeah. And I, like, it's, a, you know, that's how they set this scam up. It, it's a scam. It's scamming the federal government. It's scamming the CIA. It's they've scammed every single person they've gotten involved in, in, in this situation because they've lied about everything. Yeah. You know, like my partner would tell me, like, he thought it was going to be over at the end of September when, when our lease was up and it wasn't, they kept it going, kept it going, kept it going. And all in, you know, efforts to have me commit suicide because I think they, they thought they wouldn't, they would get away with this if I committed suicide. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, and because then it's like they wiped their hands of it. Right. Exactly. And like, it's very obvious in my experiences like since leaving the chancellor that they don't know what they're really doing. Like they're still yeah. targeting me. They're still, you know, trafficking my partner. They're still doing things, but like you see the lack of confidence or sensibility in, in what they're doing. And, and it really is like, it's almost comical, but it, it's yeah. not because it's, it's a, it's a horrible, horrible situation. Um, yeah, they're ruining someone's life. Yeah, I mean, they're just they're, but they lives. Sorry, yeah, and they're just really stupid people. Like they make no sense. They are, you know. My partner told me this when we were living together. He said these people brought this on themselves. You know, they brought this on themselves. Like the trouble that they're going to be in. You know, um, yeah, they th their own stupidity. It's really like their own greed. Like they want this and that, and they want both, but like they can't have both. That's not the way things work like yeah. if you want this then you won't have that or vice versa um you know like they're claiming that the situation is confidential but however how am i how am i able to go on a podcast and talk about this freely and then you know like they but then they also want it to be a mind fuck well you can't have confidentiality and a mind fuck at the same time you know like yeah. they, that's what they want or like they would use my partner to lead me on but then they didn't want me to keep trying to get him to safety, you know, like yeah. th that that's the mentality of these individuals. And they really are stupid and delusional people. Um, well, I think they see that it's not working and they're like, well, we really can't do anything that's going to incriminate us physically. Right. So we just got to keep attacking mentally. Yeah. And they, I, I think they, the reality is they have done things that, that indicate them, criminally in a physical way, but uh, like they think they're so slick and they're just not, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> like I remember one of my friends who I believe was victim victimized by these people. He posted on social media and he said, you were too smart to be fooled. And uh -huh. that was like, I was like, Oh, he's definitely like, I knew he was talking. It was like, not in context to anything else. And I was like, and I heard yeah. him, I heard him at the chancellor and I was like, Oh my gosh, he's talking about this. Like it, 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 it really did click, you know? Um, yeah. You know, it, like some of the major hints that I've gotten, like my buddy, my phone was stolen from my apartment and I didn't know where my phone went. And my buddy came in 
and like the next day or something. And he was like, who stole your phone? The federal government. <laughs> and <laughs> he was kidding, but not, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and my partner has said, you know, the, these people are evil. Um, these people claim they were being supported by the federal government. And this is not the case. Um, they're acting out of their own selfish agendas and uh-huh. th- they're, they're really going to, to, uh, have a difficult future. I will just say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just keep, just keep pressing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I, the last time I read, I wrote a letter was to the office of the inspector general a couple of months ago, claiming that the FBI still hasn't done anything. Um, and then yeah. I also requested that the prosecutor in my case be given the truth about the situation in some capacity, you know, like, it's unfair for me to be on trial for trying to end something. And people are saying that the thing I was trying to end doesn't is, is not going on. Yeah. That's completely unfair. Um, you know, but, uh, it is what it is at the end of the day. Like I can only like, I'm in control of how I respond to the situation and not what happens to me, you know? So, yeah. Yep. Just how, and I mean, I guess this is almost kind of, uh, Coming on here is almost like a response. You're getting your story out. Yeah, absolutely. And like, thank you so much for the opportunity and like listening to this whole spiel. It's been, it's been a lot. No, it's interesting. I mean, I, I mean, when you, you kind of touched on it lightly on Facebook and I think everyone was kind of like, you know, what's he talking about? You know? So this should definitely be something. I mean, this is so far we got, we're, we've been on for uh, an hour 50, but it flew by. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It really did. So, I mean, like, it's crazy when people start listening, they're going to be like, I can't stop listening because, you know, like I said, this kind of ties back into like, we all knew who you were in high school, in middle school. And like, like I said, no one, I don't know anyone that could speak, you know, a a bad word about you. So there's just nothing, you know, I, I just feel bad that all this is kind of, you know, puts you where you're at. So, yeah, I mean, like, it's like bad things happen to good people. And like, that's definitely like the case for this. And then not just me, like the the good people that I'm close with, like bad things happen to good people, you know? Yeah. Well, man, I thank you for coming on. I mean, do you want to end this off? I had a little game I was going to try and play if you wanted to do it. Yeah, sure. I'm I'm down for it. It's like, it's, it's short. It's fast. Uh, just something to end kind of on like a little higher note. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, so the other day I did with Laura, I did, um, like, what did I do? It was, um, man, uh, like the today's lingo, I guess the kids are saying or slang words, but I'm going to go back to the year 2008 and I'm going to ask you if you think when I'm telling you the number is higher or lower than what it really is. Okay. Does that make any sense? Yeah. So I'm going to tell so here's the first one. Ready? The average cost of a home in 2008 was 400,000. Am I is that higher or is that lower than what you think it really is? Um I think that's right on the money. It's actually higher. Oh, it's higher. So, okay. Listen to this. The average cost of a home in 2008 was only 238,000. Oh, wow. That's absurd. Yeah. Cause like now it's like four, <laughs> four hundred thousand for like a single bedroom almost. Yeah. 
All right. So I'll, I'll give you another one. Right? I see. I try to keep these as not as much like financial, but like that was like the biggest. That was like the biggest thing, I guess, back then. All right. Here, ready? 2008. You got to go back to technology here. iPhone. I'm going to say, so let me say 6G came out. Would you say that's higher or lower? Higher? Yeah. Okay. yeah the, three, the 3G came out. Gotcha. Which is crazy to think about because now they're on like 14 or something. Yeah. Crazy. Um, this one might be kind of weird. Uh, since 2008, over $20 billion has been spent on gift cards. Twenty billion. Um, you think that's a lower, no, a low number for two thousand eight or a high number? Maybe higher. It's yeah. So, well, the number I gave you was lower. So is that what you meant? Yeah. Like yeah. Spent, yeah. <laughs> people spent. Oh, well, I guess on average in two thousand eight, since two thousand or forty four billion on gift cards. Oh wow, that's insane! Isn't it insane? I guess that could be kind of like a marketing thing if you think about marketing. I guess. Yeah, for sure. All right. I'm going to change it from higher or lower. What do you think the average monthly house rent was in 2008? Oh, uh, monthly house rent? Um, yeah. Maybe $700? Oh, you were close. 800 oh, Okay. That's crazy now. Yeah. It's just so weird how like 2008 was like, but I guess back, I guess it's subjective. Yeah. Like back then that was probably still a lot. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, you lived out in California. Yeah. Things were like way different out in California. Yeah. It's like its own market out there. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. Like I remember I went out there, I think I went to a Panera and I was like, I got to take out like a loan just yeah. to get dinner. I'll give you one more. All right. Uh, what do you think? So I'm not doing higher low anymore. Cause that's clearly I have to change the numbers and I suck at that. No, that's so, all right. that's all right. um, let's do, what do you think the average yearly income was for that back then in 2008 uh 40 dude right on the money oh wow dude right on the money <laughs> that's so dope that's, that's crazy i would never have guessed that yeah i just i i think yeah i, I mean i was kind of guess, <laughs> but it was i was just using like <laughs> like when i graduated college that was a little bit around the average like average income Good for you yeah. for remembering that. I wouldn't have. I would have just been like, <laughs> no idea. Crazy. All right, man. Well, I, I enjoyed this podcast. This was awesome. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of fun. It was. Uh, it was therapeutic for me. You know, definitely like, <laughs> share all of that. And you know, I think it, it proves a point. Um, you know, it's again another step in in the process of ending what's going on. Is yes. is speaking out. Um, I remember watching This Is Us and. This uh, the the daughter said, um, "Silence in the face of injustice is complicity with the oppressor," and like that really like speaks true to the situation too. So, wow, yeah, that's a lot to take into itself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like I, 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 no one's telling me to stay silent. I mean, people are, but not directly. So, yeah, you know, it's and it's like you would do anything for your loved ones, you know, like, so Absolutely. I, I, I did, you know, and I still will. Yeah. Well, dude, I appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Thanks uh, for having me. Absolutely. And thank, I mean, thanks for sticking around for two hours. <laughs> yeah. For sure. No, thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk about this. Yeah, man. So, uh, I'll probably, um, 
me think here for a second. I'm trying to, so I'm trying to get here. I'll ask you a, a quick opinion here. So I have a bunch of interviews. Yeah. Do I release them right away or do I wait a few days, release another one, wait a few days? Uh, for like strategy, I, I wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to be strategic. I'm not like making money on it, no, or anything, no, but no. I don't feel, I don't want to like overwhelm people with like 800 you know, yeah. podcast. I would once. do like maybe like I, I wouldn't release more than one a day because then I think that gives people like time, time to catch up. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. The, there's like one each day. If you gotcha. If you like had, I'll do like every other day, I think. Cause I still got to edit it too. Yeah. Yeah. That works. And uh, that gives you more time. And then I think it gives like that interview time to shine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, true. Good point. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not like, Oh, okay. I, I'm going to listen to three podcasts all at the same time. Like people can really like take the time and connect with the person who's being interviewed or l- have a listen, you know? Good point. Good point. Done deal. I like it. Yeah. All right, Derek. Well, this is it. I appreciate you coming on. Do keep in touch. Yeah, for sure. Keep us posted on your book too. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm definitely going to get it. Yeah. Like I think what we could do is like a follow up interview in some time or like i can hit you up and be like hey i have updates for what has happened um yeah dude. like talk for about sure. those updates and like update our list the listeners on you know what how this developed yeah i'm down for it awesome awesome well Derek, this is goodbye thank you so much right. for coming on thank you yep take it easy and for everyone that's listening thank you for sticking around and uh till the next one have a good night good night